Welcome to Greenspeak. I'm your host, Michael Saunders. This is a show where we interview local Maine cannabis consumers and cannabis business owners to discuss the benefits of the medical use of cannabis and the work our caregivers are doing to meet the needs of the medical cannabis community here on the right coast. All right, welcome to Greenspeak. You, we are here with Julie Gaspar and Matt DeFruccio from Augusta Farms, and I got the name right, so that's good. Um, so welcome to the show, guys. Hi, thank Hi. you. Thank you, Mike. And also in attendance is the marketing and sales guru for Soylent, Aaron Cowell. Hello. There we go. Uh, yeah, so um, I thought we would start by getting to know you guys a little bit and find out you know, a little bit about not only just your history with cannabis, but a little bit about your history with each other. How you came to be a, an, a, a couple uh, farming some great medicine up here in Maine. So we'll get there. Uh, first of all, what generation are you guys a part of? Millennials? Yeah, we're both 90 babies. Yeah. 90s babies? 91 yes. 92. Yeah, 92. Oh, okay. Nice. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I am actually, oh, I don't know, I think I'm Generation X, right? Yeah, I'm an old yeah. fart. But. And you guys didn't grow up in Maine, did you? No, we did not. Oh, all right. Uh, so why don't we go ahead? You guys are going to have obviously separate answers for, for these different things. So why don't we go with like the lady's first concept and have you answer these questions first. All right. And then Matt can. How about that? Cool. All right. So uh, where did you grow up, Julie? So I grew up in Rhode Island, but I used to come here for vacation, Powderhorn, Old Orchard Beach, every single year, my entire childhood and teenagerhood. And I used to go to the same glamping Powderhorn and the beach and Palace Playland every year, and I loved it. Wow, sweet. Yeah, so you had a great association with the area from your childhood, basically. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, Old Orchard Beach is a wonderful place, and that campground is awesome. Yeah, they, they've definitely built it up, and they have a lot of amenities there. Mm -hmm. It is pretty glamping. It's definitely glamping. <laughs> very, very cool. And what about you, Matt? Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, and uh, my dad was from Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, so we spent a lot of time there. I ended up going to URI, um, and that's where I met Julie. Um, I mean, I, for the first 17 years of my life, I never uh, saw any civilization in Maine. The only time I came up here was for camping. Oh. Um, and uh, recently, I, I've loved it. I came up here for, uh, you know, business, better laws, easier uh, growing. Nice, yeah. So uh, you, you went to URI, and that's where you guys met. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, how did you guys meet there? We met at a party um, through a mutual friend. Um, I was going out for my 21st birthday and I was kind of bar hopping and my friend I was with was like, hey, let's go to this party. And um, I walked in and in the house there was, downstairs was the dance floor and upstairs there was a smoking room. And uh, I walked. Yeah, I walked to the smoking room, <laughs> and out comes this big cloud, and there's Matt just chilling, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Matt," and we just hung out the whole night, and we didn't sleep, and just talked to each other, and the rest was history. Wow, that is awesome. 
I'm jealous of your of your uh, your the genesis of your relationship. That's a great story. <laughs> uh, what about individual cannabis use, Julie? When did you start using cannabis? For you know what reasons? If you if you don't mind sharing those kinds of things. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so I have muscular dystrophy. I've had it since I was three, um, and. Matt actually introduced me to cannabis because as I got older, I had noticed more aches and pains, and especially during college, just with the stress of school and everything. Um, I would, I tried smoking at first and I would do it at parties, but now I'm more strictly edibles. I find that it lasts longer and it helps more with like my nerve pain and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly edibles and creams and uh, once in a while, if it's a celebration, I might take a puff but most part edibles nice yeah a lot of folks kind of go from that you know starting if their introduction to cannabis is like a, a social thing but then well I guess now that it's recognized as the medicine it's more people are more mm -hmm. uh, individualized about their use yeah totally yeah what about you Matt um I mean I, I started when I was 18 socially and uh pretty quickly realized that I was, you know, self-medicating. I, I had always had migraines when I was younger. I was notorious insomniac. I would get, you know, a couple hours of sleep every week. Wow. Um, and, you know, when I started uh, smoking and having edibles and stuff, I would actually, you know, be able to function on a, on a decent level. I'd be able to uh, get up and, you know, get some actual rest at night instead of, you know, just having my mind run and being anxious and stirring in bed. Yeah. Oh, it's it's certainly great, great for that. Yeah, I've, I'm someone too who's always suffered with anxiety, and uh, I didn't realize, you know, when I was a kid, I, there was a lot of sort of tumult in my home life and a lot of crazy things going on, and I didn't realize I had PTSD from all those things, you know, and then. Uh, when I, I was way too young to start using cannabis because I, I, I definitely believe it affects your brain development early on, but I was like 13 and I, I was self-medicating with it. Um, but yeah, when, uh, when states started legalizing it as a medication, my understanding of how I was using it changed. I was like, oh my God, I'm self-medicating and this is why. And, you know, just, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, so, aside from your childhood interactions uh, or your childhood experiences with Maine, what made you decide to move to this great state? Uh, business, mostly. Yeah. We, we were, I was looking to get into it. I, you know, I did a bunch of research about the laws in different states and which one would be the most... Uh, open and work being able to work around this stuff um connecticut rhode island they have much stricter laws and you're much more uh restrained with your growing um especially you know three four years ago when we were doing the research into this and up here in maine you could have uh, 36 plants to yourself and you know as long as you paid your papers and all that stuff, you were pretty much okay. Right. There, there wasn't huge regulation. There wasn't, you know, you have to meet up with somebody who's going to inspect your facility. 
a dozen times a year. You know, they're, it was more laid back in that sense. And so, you know, that mixed with relatively cheaper property than in either Connecticut or Rhode Island uh, all kind of just worked together. That's great. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that too about Maine that uh, compared to other states that, that those are positive things. And, and it seems as though Maine is trying to give the small business a, a, a head start in this industry here mm-hmm. in Maine so that, you know, you know that eventually these bigger brands and these companies that are that are out in California, Colorado, big companies are going to try to come in and scoop these mm-hmm. businesses yeah. up and, right, swallow them up. At some point we're going to have a Monsanto or an Amalgrail <laughs> come through and <laughs> right. just buy everybody up. Right, right. Uh, well, we're going to prevent that from happening. Yeah. yeah. Efforts like this. Definitely. How about that? <laughs> Nice. Uh, so, how long have you guys been cultivating uh, here in Maine? When did you start your your thing, doing your thing? Uh, we moved up in 2017, and you know, took us probably six to eight months to get our barn set up and everything. But we uh, had a couple of little tents in our house before that. So, you know, we were late 2017, we've been cultivating, but it's really been, you know, since early uh, 2018 that we've actually had the barn going. Sweet. The barn. Uh, and what, I mean, what would you like to share uh, with our listeners about how you cultivate your plants? Um, we are indoor all year round. I know a vast majority of Maine grows outdoor, which, you know, to each their own. I I like indoor. I like the control that I have on the environment. Um, We are hydro. We we grow in cocoa, which, you know, it's not, it's not dirt. It's not rock wool either, but it's a, it's a nice medium between the two. And, uh, you know, watering and just lots of lots of love and light Mm -hmm. yeah there you go yeah obviously the 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 latter of those the most important yes yes (laughs) love and light (laughs) uh nice um so you guys uh aaron uh and i came to to learn about you guys at nikan and uh we definitely actually i was there with another friend too um uh, who does my IT, uh, my buddy Dan, and he actually uh, was like, you guys, come over here and check this booth out. So we went up and we saw you guys and saw the cream, started talking to you guys, obviously, and we definitely got the the sense that it was a family-run operation, that you guys were, uh, you know, we definitely dug your energy and, and all of that, but that's how we came to... Uh, learn about your some of your products that you were um, that you were displaying there. So why don't you tell us about these these items that you had there that you're so proud of and how you got to 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 get to be manufacturing them? Yeah. Um. So about a year ago, um, I was on the hunt for a cream that I could just lather on my paint areas and. I could use it at work and I wouldn't feel high and I can function throughout the day. So it took me about a solid year to create this formula that I have now. Um, Something that smelt nice, that was white. Um, My mom was my biggest inspiration. She, um, I tested a lot of trial and error with her because she 
doesn't like anything cannabis or the smell. So if it wasn't up to her standards, I knew that I didn't want to put my name and face behind the product. I wanted something that I was proud of and I used every day. So um, I remember when I finally got it, like the smell and the consistency, I was like, this is it. And now I just, I use it every day. Our, a lot of our, your Nana, she's 93, she uses it. And, and wow. I really, I love it. And so we had it at the show and uh, people, they would come. I remember they would come at like 10 or 11. They would, I'd be like, oh, just try it, you know, just put it on your knees. And people were coming back hours later like, I want two or three jars. This is great. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay, so this is great. Um, we're on to something. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And uh, it's not just my family members that are telling me it's great. Now it's actually, you know, customers. And I was like, all right, I think I got something. So I also, I love bats. I love treating yourself on a Saturday night, mm -hmm. you know, just <laughs> glass of wine, taking a bath. So I wanted to also come up with... Um, like a bath soak so I uh, and I love lavender so I also created a bath soak kind of like a tag team you take a nice bath and put some cream on and you're good for bedtime you're good for relaxing and uh, we had that and we got a pretty good feedback and people liked the smell and people liked the feel and uh, I know especially for me if it doesn't feel or smell nice I'm not going to use it so um, I really think I got something that smells and feels nice and also works so. definitely nailed it yeah yes. definitely i use it I concur. every time for harvests um you know my wrists they start to hurt and i just put it right under my gloves and i can go back to work and doesn't stop the pain doesn't stop so nice yeah very cool um oh yeah so why don't you guys talk about some of the some of the strains you you've got going that are among your favorites and Talk about how those are looking and what's coming. What's coming from your harvest? So I'm most excited about Snowball. Um, Snowball is like a, almost white and winter's coming. Winter is coming. Uh -oh. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm <laughs> very excited. I think it, it, the cannabinoid profile, I think, was like, they said it was 26 or 27%. And uh, we have Dosiwo, wow. which is great for anxiety, CBD, pain, um, and... Uh, that's two of my favorite strains right now. Yeah, um, our oldest existing strain right now is Dogwaltz, and I mean I've been the most proud of that one because it's the one I started with when you know we all came up here and to grow. And uh, first round when I was still you know getting used to the nutrient formula and getting all that stuff, it still came out with a twenty-four percent THC profile, which I was. Wow very proud of it, it you know oh yeah yes going out on your business and trying to figure it out yourself and you still manage to get one thing that you know pretty damn high it's it feels good and uh of the new stuff i'd have to say i'm looking forward to a uh, grandpa stash the most yeah. um it it's What's it stinking like um it's not quite stinking it's in veg right now oh, so okay. it, it hasn't uh gotten to fully develop yet yeah. but uh spitting oil yet. you know we just we just transplanted them into five gallons and uh hopefully they'll be uh crystalling up real soon sweet <laughs> that's exciting always love it when people are growing good medicine yeah. <laughs> us too yes uh so what are there what services i guess do you offer your patients other than your cultivation um, 
mostly cultivation. Uh, we have a few patients, but we mostly deal with dispensaries. Uh, mm -hmm. The patients we do have, we uh, try and work with them. We offer, you know, different types of edibles, different types of uh, creams and, and, you know, the bath soap that could be different ways of dealing with their pain and their aches than just, you know, mm -hmm. rolling a joint or smoking. Right. Um, just try to customize to everybody's needs. Um, some people need more pain, some people need, I mean, more THC and CBD, and some people need less. Um, we have some patients, they have cancer, some have rheumatoid arthritis, you know, everyone's going through different things, so. Um, I try to cater to everyone's specific needs. Yeah. That's wonderful. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so what is your favorite recreational activity to do outside of work. Julie, why don't we start with you? Well, we still go glamping, but <laughs> more so real camping now. Um, we love going to Arcadia in the summer and the fall. Um, I love reading. Um, I also, I'm not a good singer, but I like to sing to the plants <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just, I talk to them, you know. I call them sometimes my therapist because I just <laughs> I've been there and I just have full blown conversations with them and um, they're my girls so yeah true plant mom. There you go. This sounds like a real passion project. Really, so sure. I love them. Yeah. And what about you, Matt? What do you do for fun? Um, I like to go be outside again camping. Uh, I do a lot of reading and I I really like tabletop games and D and D and. All that kind of stuff. Nice. So you know that I can tend to eat up any spare time that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard D and D games can go quite a while. Oh yes, they can. I guess that kind of leads me into the next one, which is what What's one thing that makes you a ten out of ten on the geek scale? Well, and the D and D. D and D is definitely up there. Uh, <laughs> huge Star Wars nerd. Huge. huge oh, Lord Big of the Rings. Game of Thrones, basically oh, anything cool. that even has a slight drop of fantasy, I'm pretty much into it. Nice. Um, you know, video games, I play League of Legends occasionally. I used to play a bunch more RPGs, but again, you know, only so much time in a day. Exactly, right? You gotta tend to those babies. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I asked you guys what your. Uh, your signs were, your astrological signs were, and I went to astrology.com to kind of look up uh, what, what your uh, forecasts were for today, and they're kind of interesting because, uh, well, let me get, the, you guys are each other's coworkers, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> Julie, for you, because you're a Scorpio, something big happens today that will force you to take a controversial stand but sticking to your principles will cause your friends to admire you even more than they already do. By being principled, you are becoming a respected member of your social group and you have power. Uh, you could actually be the voice of reason that helps everyone avoid conflict. So, congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good outlook. And Matt, so here we go. The problems, and this might, you know, I don't know if we're opening up any cans of worms here. The problems you had with some feisty coworkers are gone for now, and there is a much lighter mood at work. It's finally time to exhale. 
All right. Your emotions have been caught up in a battle that wasn't yours to fight. Although the people who, whose defense you came to really appreciated you sticking your neck out like that, it's time to put your focus back where it belongs, on your work. So, there you go, buddy. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if those don't fit anything in your life, hey, it's just for, it's just, it's just guesswork, you know? Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, so... How can people get a hold of you? How can they reach you? How can they uh, get access to your amazing products? So right now we're on Instagram, and um, I was just giving out my cell phone number and business cards that you can. And uh, we're in the process right now of trying to get our website back up. Um, we bought a domain, and it got taken down. And now we're on the process of trying to get it back up. And right now we're also trying to hopefully set up an online store for the future because... Um, you I gotta get that domain down exactly. first. Exactly. <laughs> um, getting taken down is a rite of passage, right? Yeah, right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, um, email, Instagram. Um, right now, we're in two dense dispensaries. We're at um, Highly Canico and Booth Bay, and they're gonna open a second store in South Portland. And we just got into uh, small batches in Lewiston. So, we're really hoping that um, as we expand, we can get into more dispensaries, so more areas of. Main Mainers can get to our products easier. So, mm -hmm. so dispensary owners, if you're listening, hit them up. They've got amazing products. Hit them <laughs> let's, up. Get, let's get <laughs> let's get you guys in their stores. How about that? All right. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys both for for being on the show. Uh, it really means a lot to me that you would come and do this, and I hope you had a good time, sure and uh, I hope you'll come on again. Of course. Totally. Thank, thank you, you very much us. for having us. You're very welcome. All right. We were having so much fun with our friends at Augusta Farms, we had to go back on for another couple minutes to hear a great story they had to share with us about their favorite cannabis moment. Okay, so we're back with Julie and Matt, and she's got a story for us. So probably the best cannabis-related story I have was last Christmas, uh, We were I was at Matt's family's house, and Matt, her, God bless Nana, she's 93, and we had um, a tub of butter, so just cannabis butter, and then we had a tub of cannabis coconut oil and just... It was in the early stages of us setting up the cream, so we were still playing with the recipe. Yep. So I was planning on making cookies for everybody since, you know, Christmas, and um, so I woke up, and I look, and the cannabis butter is gone, and I'm looking around like, where did it go? Well, Matt's Nana thought that that was the cream and she rubbed the butter all over her legs that night and she woke up, she was like, oh, I feel so good. I, my legs are still green, but I feel so good. I was like, Nana. And you smell like cookies. Yeah, that was butter. That was Lando legs, but Nana. And she was like, and somehow oh. Somehow it absorbed. Well, it worked. Oh, green legs. Yeah. <laughs> best cannabis related memory we have best story oh that is yeah. awesome they link your grandma up with nana oh it sounds like yeah. it they need to meet <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story wow thank you very much for sharing thank, thank you. you for sharing everything thank you as us. well yeah <laughs> we'd like to close out the show 
by reflecting on what we learned from our friends at Augusta Farms and share a bit of news that we weren't able to get to while on the air. As I said in the show, I met Julie and Matt at the New England Cannabis Conference in Portland recently, and due to their success there in generating interest in their product Magic Cream and their bath soak, they were featured in the local news in Augusta. Congrats to you both. We also learned that cannabis is a normal part of people's everyday lives. We found out, too, that in the case of Julie and Matt, love can be found through a cloud of cannabis smoke in a college dorm in Rhode Island. We learned from Julie as well that sometimes the best way to help other people heal is to solve a problem for yourself first. Finally, we even learned a lesson from the story of Grandma and the medicated butter. First, you should always label the medicated butter, even at home. Second, and perhaps most importantly, after Grandma's legs amazingly absorbed the medicated butter, everything was in pain, butter legs. So now we call her Grandma Butterlegs. And we will leave you with that until our next episode. We'd like to thank our special guests, Julie and Matt from Augusta Farms. If you are interested in reaching out to them, their email is augustafarms18 at gmail.com. We wish Julie and Matt the brightest future together, and we hope you can continue to make great medicine for Maine citizens. So thank you very much.